This ain't one of them times you can slide by what you say that you're gonna do. Put your money up, run that face, I'm just showing proof. You know the vibes, fine, ain't got no ways up in my guys. I clown in the day, gone in the mind, yana. I've been on fire lately. Train my spirit, mind, and body daily. Victory is sweet, that's the science, baby. It's only like we represent from Tampa to Tally. And keep the pressure on these eyes, they call you lacking. Till you flapping on the canvas, I'm bombing and weaving. Unleashing the fury on your face while the audience screaming. Hope they got great seats or the pay per view. Let's get the breakdown from JDJ and Q. You know the vibes. Boxing Vibes TV is in the building. It is your man, JD, back with y'all for pod number 88. And I'm rocking with my man, Q. Holla at him, Q, man. What, what we got on the menu today? What's poppin' everybody, man? Listen, we got that man, Mr. Gary Russell Jr.'s return. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Fighting January 22nd. And we got we got some boots in this uh, updates and news, of what, what, some probabilities. And uh, we got a lot more coming, man. So rock with us. Yeah, I, and so with that being said, man, before we get into all the all the pleasantries as far as the topics and really get down into the weeds of this boxing thing, we first got to give them the pod quote of the day. And the pod quote of the day is very simple. We're sitting here getting prepped for another beautiful year of life, 2022. And the pod quote is simple to all of y'all out there. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year, man. If y'all cooking them box and beans, which is black-eyed peas, you know what uh-huh. I'm saying, you with your families and everything, man, y'all be safe out there. You dig? You know, you know what I'm saying? If you're down with the vibe, hit the notification bell and subscribe. Oh, Already, man. Already, man. So, yeah. let's, so let's get it cracking, man. My man, I told y'all to subscribe, rock with us. So now let's get into the real topics. First topic, man. It's been about time that we saw any kind of real report, pen to paper, any of that concerning one Mr. Gary Russell Jr. It sounds like he is now lined up a January 22nd bout against the Manny Pacquiao protege, Mark Maxayo. All right. And it looks like they are about to have a showdown. Now, I don't know if you all saw uh, Mark's previous fight. It it wasn't going too well for him. It wasn't going for him going well for him at all. But somehow in the tenth round, he ended up pulling out a crazy, Can crazy it. knockout of his opponent. That lines him up now as being the mandatory challenger to none other than Mr. Gary Russell Jr. Now, Mr. Gary Russell Jr., we know that I believe they said on average he's only fought one time a year, man. Going back the past number of years, only one time a year. They say the last time Mr. Gary Russell Jr. fought twice, bruh, it was in 2014. So we're going on a long time of him being inactive. He's now 33 years old. Uh, The young uh, challenger that he's about to face is 26. So Q, tell me, what do you expect after such a long layoff? What do you expect to see? Does Mr. Gary Russell Jr. after all this time, man, does he still have it? No doubt, man. I I think Mr. Gary Russell Jr. still has it, man, you know, because he's he's from a real deal fighting family, if you ever heard of one. You know what I'm saying? The Russell family. I think they might have four brothers that I think all all of them named Gary Russell. I I think all of them. I think the pops. Gary Everybody. It's different variations. Like one of them, like uh, Gary and father. It's it's uh, different variations. Yeah. Of a father, trainer, you know what I'm family. They're from a family of fighting, and they always they always active. Whether whether in the ring or out the ring, man. So I just feel like uh, 
Mr. Gary Russell Jr. will be ready. And um, I'm very excited about this fight. I saw it, and you know, I even looked at everything. I looked at flights. I couldn't find one. It's uh, Atlantic City, Atlantic man. City, right, right. Atlantic City? In Atlantic City. Uh-huh. Anyways, um, and matter of fact, I was e- I even saw Mark Masayo fight live. You know what I'm saying? In the Pacquiao, you got undercard, which was crazy. That fight was, um, I think I remember texting you and you and uh, brother J Box, man, that this man might have stole the show with a, with a knockout. I said it was a possible knockout right. of the year. Right. You know, and I think it was one of the candidates. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Which uh. We ain't gonna get, we'll get in that a little later. But anyways, um, I expect Mr. Gary Russell Jr. to 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 one as long as he don't as long as he's too much ring rust, his movement and his speed still there. Cause I mean his boxing IQ and he's not he's not a person that's that's gonna just stand there and get hit. Cause Mark Masayo has a lot of power. You know, he is a Pacquiao right. protege, but he's not Pacquiao. You know what I'm saying? At all, like at all. Right. One fights, something similar to that, but he's a lot more orthodox and a lot more um, he's a lot stiffer. He he's not as fluid and as awkward as Pacquiao, mm-hmm. but um, I, he does have. I see he throw triple left hooks. You know he 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 got some crazy combos and some decent speed. You know what I'm saying and bursts. But um, I think Mr. Gary Russell Jr. will be far too much for him. Uh, for him and Mr. Gary Russell Jr. also has fought the, the higher level of competition. But um, who knows, man? You know, like I say, we you know like we talk about inactivity. You know what I'm saying when you've been inactive. You know um. Anything could happen, but well, bearing that, you know, because he because he got off the canvas in the same fight you're talking about, you know, it was back. Right, exactly. He, he got knocked cars. down by uh, by Julio Seja. Yeah, yeah, he was down in the cars, and mm-hmm. um, you know, and also Mr. Gary Russell Jr. is also the longest reigning champion in, on any level. I think he had his belt the uh, what is it the, the WBC uh, featherweight yep. title since 2015. So he's the longest right. reigning champion. Period. You know what I'm saying? But I think I think he should win this fight. I believe it'll be a UD. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I, I think I think he goes to the decision. I won't be surprised if he was able to. Uh, I really won't be surprised with with the, the blistering speed Gary Russell, Mr. Gary Russell has. I mean, he don't have the crazy one punch power. Right. But the accumulation, if he could get a TKO stop, that's what I got for it, brother. How you feel right. about it? No, no, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, man. Uh, I I like how you how you let the people know that while he while uh, Mark Maxeo is uh, promoted by Manny Pacquiao, make no mistake, people, he's far from a Manny Pacquiao. So even okay. though he's under that banner, don't expect to see him go in the ring and just be able to easily blast a Gary Russell Jr. Uh, I agree with you. Like in the last fight with the Julio Seo fight, you could argue that maybe Mark Maceo might have even been down in that fight. Like down on the cars when he got that stoppage, um. So I think he has a lot of holes in his game that I, I expect uh, Gary Russell to exploit. I think at 33 years of age, man, I think he still has enough in the tank that he's far from washed. You know, um, I'm assuming that he's been taking care of his body. He's been taking care of himself. So I think he'll be able to get in the ring, man, and outbox uh, Mark McSayo. But nevertheless, man, I'm happy just to see Gary Russell Jr. Back in the ring because a lot of boxing fans have been calling for him for a while, man. We've seen him on IG. We've seen him talking to people, uh, you know, running up on people at fights over he the years. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> everybody. How your weight classes, you know? Right. Everybody. So, 130, 135. Crazy. Right. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, man, in a few weeks from now, man, what we get from him. So, so now let's get into... Well, Top, oh, you got you got one more thing. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Let's just let's say he go through there and blast Mark Messiah, right? He uh-huh. go through there or, or get get a win and look impressive. What do you what what would you like for to see next? Because I, I wanted to know if he go in there and handle handle his assignment. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. 
what will uh you know this it's the beginning of the year. So you can fight right. twice for the first time since 2014. Who right. would that opponent be if you could pick one? You know what I'm saying? Like for a big fight. Cause I want to see him in a mega fight. Hey, um, I'm gonna be honest with I'm gonna be honest with you. The 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 fight that I really want to see him uh uh get with an opponent would be actually if Shakur Stevenson. Ooh, I'm going to keep it real with y'all. I really think that him and Shakur that would, be would crazy. make for an <laughs> excellent be, fight at 130. I, I think that would be absolutely an excellent fight at 130. I don't know at this point if he'll be able to get that get back against Loma Um, because right. a lot of people remember that that's one of, you know, a, a loss that's that he a, really does want. Yeah. Yeah, he, he wants to avenge that loss, but I don't think Loma's going back down that road right now. But I'm going to be honest, man. I want to see him and Shakur Stevenson. I don't hear okay. enough people talking about that fight, and it probably is due to Gary Russell's inactivity. But to your point, Q, if he comes out with a spectacular showing, showing that he's back, I would love to see a 130-pound showdown between Gary Russell Jr. and the young bull Shakur Stevenson. Okay, so... That's Shakur. That I, that definitely that definitely a fight. That that's a mega fight. Mm -hmm. That's huge. But I, I I would like to see him in a uh, prime time on Showtime, man, Mister Chris Colbert. You know what I'm okay. saying? I like okay, to see that that's one. a good one. And that's another one that he had called out. You know, he on he, he ain't spamming nobody. You know right. What I'm saying? So, you know that it'll be. I just want to see him in, in there with a name, and I just feel like that that'll be a good draw either way. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. So let's get into topic number two. All right. Let's talk a little bit about the young bull who is coming for everybody, man. Whether he's saying it or whether he's not saying it, the expectation is that he will be reigning supreme, possibly at welterweight at some point in the future. And that is none other than the Philly fighter, Jerome Boots Ennis. The second now, Philly fighter of the, of the day. You know what I mean? Now, let's talk about some of the rumblings that quite possibly he might have a better crack at some of these 154-pound titles. Now, a lot of people look at the frame of Jerome Boots Ennis, and they feel like it's inevitable that he will go to that division at some point. So tell me, man, do you think he should be patient, wait on an Errol Spence, wait on a Bud Crawford, wait on a Virgil Ortiz, and some of these other welterweights, even a Conor Ben over across the pond? Or do you think Jerome Boots Ennis should go ahead and jump up to that 154-pound division where you have the Charlo uh, and a few other, Jared Hurd, a few other 154-pound fighters and try to get some belts there? Or do you think, stay stay patient, young boy. Wh wh which way would you advise him right now with those rumblings going on? Well, honestly, man, I I would like to see him stay at one forty seven to uh definitely remain supreme, well, be supreme because one thing about it, and, be, and if I'm gonna keep it a, a bucko, uh huh, I said this in prior pods, please, Errol Spence, please, please, and this and this <laughs> might contradict some things I've said in the past, you uh -huh. know what I'm saying, but in this particular situation, with the with the brewing of the boots, I mean the uh the the the, the bud, bud versus Spence, yeah, yeah. I don't want to see anything. Mm -hmm. Spoil that you guys is right. I'm scared. I'm scared for the you guys fight. Right. So, um, mm -hmm. End of the day, I want them to stay away. You know what I'm saying from boots because boots will be a disruptor. You know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. uh, personally, I want him to. I want I want him to Connor Ben, like you say, Connor Ben. I'm glad you brought mm -hmm. his name up, but uh, Virgil Ortiz Jr. Definitely, that's a fight I want to see. 
I right. want to see Virgil Ortiz as far as the second tier, not as far as talent, because we don't know till they get in the ring. All of them get in the ring together. Who's supreme talent? Because I feel like Boots, Boots is a guy that I feel like Boots will beat the hell out of Canelo. I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. That's that, that was that was that was, that was <laughs> hey, outside of the parentheses. You say Boots has the talent uh-huh. and the explosiveness, like like a Roy Jones with the speed uh-huh. and the, the power. He just right. got everything, and I just feel like you know so. Boots is different, so I don't even count Boots as far as I don't want. I want to see Errol Spence and Crawford. Who who's the best out of those two? Okay, because I just think Boots is bigger, and he's he's a, you know I don't want either one of them fight him. But basically, I want him waiting on Virgil Ortiz, Connor Ben. Even though Connor Ben called out, he called out <laughs> Adrian Broner. Adrian you know, Broner, like, yeah, yeah. Understand? Adrian is a payday. Adrian right. is, and that's my guy. I love Adrian Broner. but um, you know, he's not at the top of the apex. You know what I'm saying? He, right. He's not in. The, he, he he is a name. Um, at this point, yeah, but uh, yeah, hey, yeah, man, I I agree with you wholeheartedly, man. I, I think that he should be patient. Um, I know they see a lot of uh, fighters in that 154 pound division where nobody's really at this point really reigns supreme. Um, because even Charlo has uh, what the rematch with Cas- with Castano, right? Yes, yeah, yes. that that's what that's gonna be a heck of a fight. But it's gonna be a know, hell of a fight. Yeah, so you don't really see anybody in that 154-pound division that you would kind of say is pound for pound that right. Boots shouldn't be fighting right now. So I understand the people clamoring for him to go ahead and go up to that division, and especially because he's more aligned with the PBC side. But I, I agree with you, bro. I, I think ultimately he should be patient. and just Give it one back. more year. Yeah, yeah, give it give it, Give, give, it, it give 22 to wet to wait. See, what, right. see if anything shakes. And um, right. after that, you know, we can see what's good, you know. Right, because also the other thing about it, too, is that even though a lot of people are putting Errol Spence and Bud Crawford up there at the top of the welterweight division, there's still a lot of welterweights. There's still a lot of welterweights out there for Boots to fight. Like we said, we named a Connor Ben. You got a Virgil Ortiz. Um, you got a, a plethora of other welterweights on the come up as well. So... You know, you have a number of fighters for them, for, for him to fight. Man, I don't see any point in rushing it. But nevertheless, man, I do like your, your point, though, on Boots and Canelo. That is going to be something, bro, to watch out for in the future. Because without a doubt. You'll be my pick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because if Canelo is willing to fight him at maybe 160, I think Boots is going to get through. I think he could make 160, bro. I, I think at the end of the day, in a couple years, I could see Boots at 160, man. He has that kind of frame. So that would be an exciting fight in the future if Canelo really want that smoke. Yeah, but it, it ain't no reason for him to take that because, you know, Boots, Boots, Boots has a he gotta show he gotta show a drawing power. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. Not show. now, not now. Of course, and not all, now. And yeah, also, a couple of years. They definitely know what styles do. You know what I'm saying? Eddie Reynoso, right. matter of fact, this is something on the side note. Quote that, that they say Canelo's trainer, which is Eddie Reynoso, right? Am I correct? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Stated that boots, because you know they uh, the whole one, um, the whole cruiserweight deal, right? Right, the whole cruiserweight um deal. He said, because you know, you said he'll go back to fight Canelo, which is a fight that I absolutely love. If you're gonna mm-hmm. go to cruiserweight, oh, I don't, I even, I don't even mind you uh fighting my, whatever, whatever the guy name is. If the ultimate goal, mm-hmm. if you want to fight a best that's in that division, which is you is one of the best we ever seen at it in that division. You know what I'm saying? He's one of them. Right. Uh, but either way it go, if, he was, if that was a goal, I'm all for that. I even suffered through that 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 fight for you if you would. But he said, ain't no way in hell 
That's not a direct quote, but he said absolutely he would never fight Yusi. So mm. with that that's being what said, Canelo. That's what that Canelo tells said. me he knows styles because Yusi right, had right, that type right. of shifty, quick pop sticking. You know, I'm hitting, don't get hit. He right. has that type of athleticism, crazy footwork with enough pop to his punch mm-hmm. and, and a and a ring IQ. You know what I'm saying? Like a, you know, like a boots. You know, Rod Jones had that type of it's it's amazing af- athleticism as well as ring IQ and p- speed. You know what I'm saying? All those things with power. Right. So, uh, with that being said, you know, um, yeah, that, that's pretty much how that'll go. Yeah, man, I, I agree with you on that one, man. I think uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, man, Boots would be a problem because Boots, I think, has the he's got the build to take Canelo's power, and I think in a couple years he's gonna have the ring IQ on the level of a Canelo to really touch him. And we all know, at the end of the day, if you're going to beat Canelo, you have to be somebody who can take his power and give it back. And I, I do firmly believe that Boots Ennis will have that in his repertoire in a couple years. And with right. that being said, with the two main topics, now, brother, let's get into our rapid-fire segment, which is Connect or With. Let's right? go. First, Connect or With. There is a pound for pound queen. We just talked about, you know, shout out to Amanda Serrano. You know, shout out to one him, of our, Amanda one Serrano's of our man, all my buddy cooks. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, one of our queens of boxing. But we also have another queen of boxing who Whoa. hails from, from Ireland, right? Oh, hails man. from Ireland. You know, so, and she goes by the name of Katie Taylor. A lot of people have heard, if you follow women's boxing at all, you've heard of one Katie Taylor. Yeah, be. And Here's the connector with because she made a comment regarding her countryman, Conor McGregor. And in relation to the UFC, she was quoted as saying that Conor McGregor is like the Muhammad Ali. The Muhammad Ali and that he should get more love in Ireland. Connector with, you agree in any way, the comparison of a Conor McGregor <laughs> to That's a, a whiff, Muhammad, whiff, whiff, whiff ball Muhammad Ali. <laughs> a whiff of ball back to the damn... Hey, listen. I respect her. You know, one thing about it, because he, he's a, he's been a stunt supporter of Katie Taylor, and I love right. the loyalty, but this one, when, sometimes when you reach his you go-go reach gadget out. arms, this go-go uh-huh. gadget arms, because, as, you, know, you know, I'm more of a boxing fan. I'm, I'm going to just say that. So... Uh-huh. Um, but from the new, from 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 my partners, from everybody that's US, I'm a USC fan also, but more of boxing. You know what I'm saying? Right. No doubt. So, but from the diehard UFC fans, bruh, like Conor McGregor is more love or hate. You love him or you hate him. And I actually like Conor most McGregor. Death. I root for Conor McGregor. I like Conor most, McGregor. Most so let's get that clear. But um, no, he's not Muhammad Ali. He don't have the, <laughs> the all around loving charisma. He right. Don't have the, you know what I'm saying? He's charismatic. No, no doubt. But it's a love or hate. Uh, Muhammad Ali. Well, I mean, I'm sure, and people hated Muhammad Ali too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, most definitely. During the time that he lived, that that he lived through, and and stood up for things that wasn't popular at the time, mm-hmm. it aged well with time. A lot of things he did, but I don't, I really don't see him. No, he's not. Even in, you know, even in the ring, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong, and he had done great things, you know. But he's a, more of a bigger draw. You know what I'm saying? But as far as, and he, yeah, he definitely had done some amazing things. But I, you know. Nah, it's a disconnect for me, brother. Oh, I, I would love to hear your, your opinion. Hey, man, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that, man. Muhammad Ali is 
he's arguably my favorite fighter of all time, man. He probably is my favorite fighter of all time. If you really force me to choose between him and Manny Pacquiao, right? So when it's all said and done, man, I'm sorry. I can't ever hear Conor McGregor mentioned in the same same sentence as a Muhammad Ali. Um, now, I do think he probably deserves a lot more love if he's not getting it from uh, Ireland, you know, and, and what he's done and what he's meant to entertainment in general. No because doubt. honestly, like a lot of people hate Conor McGregor for the smack that he talks and the different things that he says. But I, as a fan, I agree. I like him too, but I like him simply because he's entertainment. He's very at the end of the day, at the end of the day, UFC boxing any of that man it's all entertainment at the end of the day and he won't fight the best and that's right. what i love about him right besides my hey listen you already know proper 12 has became my favorite drink yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah the davis fight uh-huh that's my first time buying proper 12 i've been buying it ever since you know what i'm saying even jumping on jameson which is another irish whiskey right so, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, a, a, I'm a Conor McGregor fan, but uh, that's a very that's a disconnect. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't agree with the Muhammad Ali um, comparisons, but um, he he has done amazing things in the sport, and he he does like to put his best foot forth and fight the best. And that's all I like. That's that's what I want to see. I like to see the best fight the best. Yeah, yeah, you can't knock him for that, man. But at the end of the day, man, with Katie Taylor, that definitely wasn't reached. As much as we love our, our, queen, Taylor, man, our, our queen of boxing right there. Shout but, out to Taylor. You, you a dog, and you know, looking right. forward to the Amanda Serrano's fight. Right, right. And with that being said, man, let's get into the second connector with. All right. Second connector with. So there is one Terrence Bud Crawford who is now a free agent. He can go and come as he please. There is no more argument, debate over the other side of the street being stuck with top rank. But with Errol the True Spence being wrapped up with your Dennis Ugas. Hands full. Hands full. And then you have a Keith one-time Thurman who is lined up against Mario Barrios coming up in February. So tell me, man, there is this Josh Taylor fight that could possibly go down in the in-between in time while stuff is going on for Terrence Bud Crawford. But we all know he'd have to sign a one-fight contract deal with Bob Arum again. Due to the politics of boxing, man, let's hypothetically say he has to go the route of a major overseas fight with Josh Taylor. Q, would Bud need a knockout to avoid some sketchy politics? So connect the whip. Bud needs a knockout if he goes anywhere across the pond to face a Josh Taylor, he needs a KO. Connect the whistle. What's my man name that Pacquiao fought in um, Australia, bro? It, 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 it oh, Jeff Horn. Jeff Horn. That's what he Word to Jeff Horn. Word is born. <laughs> he need a knockout. <laughs> right. I think he need, he would need a stoppage. He had to drag that man. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and they better sit down and look at some tape. And really, because, you know, they got the common opponent of Victor Postal. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And uh, Victor Postal went 12 with both. With, 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 uh, with, with Terrence Bud Crawford and um and um Josh Taylor, Taylor. but they, I think they really need to sit down and um, cross your t's and dot your eyes with this one, man, because things get sketchy when you and, you know if you overseas also with Bob Aaron and you on the way out, you know what I'm saying? Right. And um, so it's very sketchy, man. I think I I think um he'll need a knockout. That's connect. I would yeah. I, I would I would want to see a decision, but and that don't say too much because. I want to see a knockout every fight because I don't trust these judges in boxing, 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 right. you know. 
Yeah. Hey, man, I, I I agree with you on that. I think he would definitely need a knockout. But here's what I think would happen, bro. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. I don't think I believe that Bud would go over there, and it would be clear that he won the fight, right? But I do believe Bob Arum would give him a rematch clause before they even sign the contract. So what that would mean, to your point, Q, is if it gets dicey and they handed to Josh Taylor, it would be on purpose, like you said, because of the politics so of boxing. So Bob Arum get more money exactly, in the house. Bro. Right. He get he get buff for another right. fight, right? Because he would end up giving Josh Taylor, but that, that would w- kill everything, right? That would kill that everything WBO that we wait, that we will see, right? He would snag that WBO belt if it's anywhere near close, mm-hmm. but would be forced to have to go back and fight him again, and then of course he really need to knock him out then. But at that point, if you're Bob, you now sucked Terrence Crawford into two fights. With your fighter Josh Taylor, so I agree uh, with you on that one, man. That's a that's a connect for me too. I'm gonna say one thing, one that more thing about he Bob. A, real he needs a KO, bro. I'm gonna say one more thing about Bob, real quick, man. You know, Bob, Bob, Bob is a pillar in this sport. You know what I'm saying? Bob, the Roman in the jungle, Muhammad Ali. Uh-huh. Bob has, you know, he's really been spoiled by fighters like Muhammad Ali. He's been around since then, and he think that these fighters now you can't compare to uh, Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali is a once in a lifetime type of fighter. You know we. And, and, and he sort of, I think he expects for these fighters to have the type of charisma and the type of selling power as Muhammad Ali. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Makes it, then get in the ring and do what they do. Everybody's not built like that. But um, but Bob Aaron has been pimping since been pimping since been pimping. And you know what hey, I'm saying? He's he still he pimping right now. Science, regardless of our feelings and our emotions about this man, he know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he monopolizing the sport. And um. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but but just just think long and strong about what you're gonna do, and um, just sit back and survey the land, uh, watch all the tape you need to watch, um, because you're playing at your own risk. Everything's on the line with this fight. It is a big money fight. I, I you know I, mm-hmm. I know Josh Taylor has a big following. You go across the seas to fight him. That's always amazing because you know Bud Crawford to me is like the, the top fighter pound for pound. You know I just feel like he has all the intangibles and um. It'll be amazing to see. I actually want to see that. I don't want to see him get in there and risk everything with boots. I feel like this would, because risk reward. This is a bigger fight. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Risk reward. Right. You know, um, boots not so much because boots hasn't. Don't you know? It, it's gonna be harder to sell out an arena with boots. You know, even though the talent level and he's a much mm-hmm. higher risk. So right. I like this. I do like this fight. I'm gonna say that, but. Yeah, I think he need a knockout. Man, I'm scared. I, I, I'm gonna really be. Yeah, he definitely need a knockout, man. But we'll see what ends up shaking out for Terrence Bud Crawford, man. He, he has a couple choices, man, with, with Thurman and them tied up. But now let's get into the very last connector with. Let's talk about one Jake Paul and some of the early reports about the pay-per-view numbers of the Showtime pay-per-view card where he was live here in Tampa against Tyron Whitley for the second time where he might have possibly gotten the KO of the year is debatable, but they're saying that the numbers did less than a hundred K somewhere Ooh. around maybe 65 to 70 K, but they're saying that the pay-per-view numbers did less than a hundred K. Right. So <laughs> connect the whiff, connect the whiff on this one, man. The hype of Jake Paul has died with those pay-per-view numbers being revealed. Okay, so this is what I would say about that. 
Um, the hype of the pay-per-view, it's a connect in a format that they have been going in. You know what I'm saying? As far as you fighting a, a, a non-boxer, you know what I'm saying? Because the bottom line is the people want to see Jake Paul lose. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, more people, I feel like, want to see him lose and win. You know what I'm saying? Sort of like Floyd Mayweather, how that, how that, how that became in Floyd Mayweather's uh, career um, for different reasons. But um, I feel like with an opponent, you know what I'm saying? And then Tyrone Wood was a last-minute opponent, you know what I'm saying, after uh, the, the, the Fury fight. Who knows how that would have went, but Fury ain't even popular itself. But with Tyson Fury being his brother, you know, it's still and he's still a boxer. You know, he's he's a boxer and it that's that's has been his only um his only um uh sport, you know, as far as I know. He 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 didn't come from USC and train start training as a boxer for the fight. Um I feel like if um if you fight a boxer that people respects, you know, and uh who Chavez Jr. not the one. Nobody respects Chavez Jr. Mm-hmm. that way. You know, that's a, that's that's almost a hack. They tried to find a hack like a like a, a loophole, but I don't think that'll work. That'll flop. Also, I think they would have to get a respected boxer. I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm gonna just say this, man. I just thought about this just now. If he fought Oscar De La Hoya, I would love to see him Oscar De La Hoya. Even though Oscar De La Hoya is a lot older, mm-hmm. he's a he's a boxer. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Um, I don't know how you feel about that. Or Sergio Martinez, fight mm-hmm. a boxer, fight somebody that's a boxer. You know, that's been a boxer that's respected in the sport. Not somebody who has been pampered, and you know, like you know, even you know, and even though um, speaking of Sergio Martinez, even though we talked about Chavez Junior and the almost knockout of um, Sergio Martinez, which was the greatest point of his career, in my opinion, um, mm-hmm. I just feel like um, it has to be a boxer. If he's fighting a boxer that people know and respect, or Conor McGregor, but I don't think Conor McGregor is gonna get up when you did sit the 5,000, you know what I'm saying? And then George Moscadal, that's not going to happen as far as what Dana White says because and I, I don't know all, what everybody paperwork says, but obviously he's still on contract. And um, Dana White said that would never happen while he's on tr- contract with pay-per-view. But, you know, with the right opponent, he still can, and it had to be somebody like Conor McGregor. I think Conor McGregor is still do, do decent numbers. But um, you're going to have to get somebody that people really feel like you putting your neck on the line and you really stepping up to the plate to show that you're a boss, you know, not right. You are, you know, you're a shark, you're a shark, and, and, and you know, you got a you got a coyote in the water, and you you just just bringing them down and you know drowning the coyote, you know, no somebody that's on the same discipline you on and want to see you dominate somebody that's doing that's respected, you know, and that you know that's so that would still do do decent because people will will will, will lock in and pay for that. I think not not what has been going on. Yeah, and so for me, man, on on is the hype dead? Um, I'm gonna say with, but I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, I'm gonna say like, I'm gonna say kind of essentially. I feel everything you're saying on that. Where it is at a point with Jake Paul, and this happens with any fighter, any entertainer in combat sports. At a certain point, you need the proper dancing partner. If you're really gonna sell on pay per view, at a certain point you really need the right dancing partner. And I do understand what they were thinking with the Tommy Fury play, because what they were thinking was over in the UK, you probably would have had maybe another 40, 50 K people who would have bought it simply to see a Tommy Fury, because you know, me and you were there when it was Fury Wilder and those UK fans, Oh my God. Planes, they might be the best fans of boxing. 
they came all the way <laughs> over to Vegas. They might be the best fans in boxing. And when we were in that arena uh, with the Wilder versus um, Fury fight, you would have sworn that we were actually over across the pond on everything Britain somewhere. I so, felt like I needed a damn green card. Right. So ultimately, so ultimately, <laughs> when it's all said and done, I understand what Showtime was attempting to do with the Tommy Fury play. It was a smart play. It did not pan out. And so I do think there was a lackluster kind of interest in the Woodley Paul 2. Um, people to love fair, the KO, but to it, 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 people weren't interested in that second fight, honestly, I think. Well, I don't think they was even interested in the Tommy Fury fight, to be honest. Now I look back at it, it wasn't like, we were like, oh, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't a lot of draw. You know what I'm saying? The Woodley, the Woodley thing, if, if he would have did Woodley rematch, if they would have scheduled that immediately after the first fight, because you remember Woodley had dropped him, really, he really dropped him and then Right, 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 right. Because he, he would have been outside of the ring if it wasn't for the ropes. Um, right. But um, that first fight was like, okay, Woodley might, with a little more time, he might be able to come back and, um, you know, handle his business. But it didn't go down like that. You know, they went, they went outside of Woodley, you know what I'm saying? And then it ended up having to come back to him at the last minute. But um, ah, yeah, I honestly don't think Tommy the Tommy Fury. I don't really think that would. It probably it's like you said. It probably done fifty thousand more with the UK because UK fans you can't discount them. They so. And, 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 and here's the, here's the catch too, man. I, I just throw this last thing in there about Showtime. Showtime right now they're doing a lot of pay per view fights. They're doing a lot of fights that a lot of us would say don't even deserve to be on pay per view. Uh, so <laughs> I think, easy. right. So I think what they're looking at is they're looking at things from a pure mathematical standpoint. That's right off. You know what I mean? They're, they're looking at it where, all right, if we can get Jake to hit a number of 95 K, we flip that with, you know, 50 bucks a pay-per-view, regardless of whether the whole world likes it or loves it, we made out with our profit. And I think that's kind of the game that they're going to keep playing. But to wrap it up, man, I agree with you, though. I think he's going to have to, at some point, being 5-0, and oh, he got to go fight a real boxer if he want people to keep being interested, though. And now, now at this time, I forgot to, to, to uh, speak on, he did handle his business. You know what I'm saying? It looks right. sketchy mm -hmm. in slow motion. It looks sketchy when you look at it from, from, from the uh, pessimistic standpoint, you know what I'm saying, when you really look at it. Because right. I can easily feed into a lot of the, the possibilities of what, what it looked like, you know, because I know – like we speak on boxing, it is some holes in the game. You know what I'm saying? But he handled his business, and that boy would was sleep. He he would definitely sleep. You know what I'm saying? Right, most you definitely. Know, you never know if somebody took a dive. If they, not right. dive, but if they you drop guard on purpose because it was it was a little wild for you to drop your guard for a telegraph hey, man, punch I, like hey, that. To me, that way. Hey, if he was faking my that that was the greatest. It was amazing. It was a boy, seen I'm real shit. Life, boy. I look like he was out. Real I, shit. But yeah, either way, either either way it go, you know, salute to both of them. I mean. You know, because when you get out there putting your life on the line day in and day out, man, because I, I, you know, I, I got to get that to uh, to to all fighters getting out there, man. Doing right, right. And let, let me throw one last thing, man. I'm glad you just mentioned that right quick, man. I know this is the time where we're wrapping up, but we want to give y'all one last topic we got to talk about as we're wrapping up the year. And what, Q, tell me, what is your... KO of the year. Speaking of Paul Man, Woodley, my God. I need you. To, there's been a number of mega KOs. There was the most recent one, which of course was the Paul versus Woodley. There was Oscar Valdez 
uh, versus Burchell. There was uh, Fury Wilder 3, where, he, where that was an absolutely mega fight, and then he got uh, Wilder out of there. And the list goes on with a number. I know Big Baby uh, Jared Anderson might have had one or two, you know, uh, KOs on the year. So right now, what would be your Man. KO of the year? Of 2021. You know, it's so many, man, it's hard to really even sit here and say, but I'm going to just tell you what stick out of my mind, and it, it will be outside the box in a big way. Uh-huh. What's our girl, man? Uh, you know, we, we definitely rock with her. We had an interview with her, but, you know, things didn't oh, oh, turn oh, out. Alicia Bumgarner. Alicia, Alicia the Bumgarner. Garner, Shout yeah. out to Alicia Bumgarner. Uh, and I hope her and Michaela Mayer end up getting, 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 getting in the ring sometime within, in the future, not too near, but uh, in the future. I don't even remember the young lady name she fought, but just the way that happened, how that transpired, how she like, well, I, if, if I remember this correctly, I, I just like how this fight how it happened because mm -hmm. you don't see this that much. And the judge did, I mean, the referee did his thing, you know, but I just feel like that was great refereeing. I think she she ducked the, she ducked the punch, a jab, and came over the top with an overhand right, if, I'm, if I'm, I'm, I might be wrong. And you just threw this on me, so it's all it's all off the cuffs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But when she caught her with an overhand or whatever it was, and my girl was stuck, she was like sleep, but she was standing up. That was just so crazy. And then like the referee was there. All of the elements of what made it KO of the year because I like how everybody did their job. Right. Because she was definitely vulnerable, and she could have been, she could have been damaged so bad if the referee. Wasn't on his job, but just to see somebody standing up on their feet like that, I don't see you don't see that that much because she right. was dead. She was on, I'm not dead. That's a bad word. She was out on her feet and was vulnerable to whatever you know. And Baumgartner was ready to give because she's a puncher, you know. So that to me, I like that as KO of the year, man. That's 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 my pick just off the top because I could sit down and I could say I could say Anthony Durrell, you know what I'm saying? I could say plenty of KOs of the year. But just to me, that the uniqueness of how that went down, I think, you know, that's one of my KOs of the year. And I'm going to just say that just on the cuffs because I didn't expect that question. But I was prepared. I was prepared. <laughs> hey, man, but I'm going to tell you what mine is, man. I'm going to tell you what mine is. And it is, I'm going to be honest, it's a close one between the Oscar Valdez versus Burchelt KO. Crazy. Which was crazy. It was crazy. And. Even though I wanted to fight Shakur Stevenson, I yeah, might be holding yeah, a grudge. But, right. Okay. E e e but at the same time, I can't lie to you, man. I know a lot of people don't like him because he's not a real fighter. And it might oh, not be cool. seen no as, a, qu Paul, as a quality. As Jake a quality Paul. knockout. But I ain't going to lie, man. That Tyron Willie one is that Jake, KO that of the year, brother. <laughs> that is hands down hey. the KO of the year, bro. <laughs> 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 I'm going to say something. Shout out to Brother Jake Box, you know what I'm saying? Because he sent that yeah. to us. I didn't respond to that shit because I was like, bro, no, that's cap. That could be knockout <laughs> of the year. Yeah. That could be, and now we talked about it. that could be knockout of the year. I'm not even mad. It's so many yeah. that I can't debate about because there's it's so many great knockouts. 2021 had a lot of good work. You right. I'm saying the one punch KO. And to me, I went, I lean more toward the one punch knockouts. You know what I'm saying? Right. As opposed to like, no, I accumulation, said, accumulation, yeah. The Wilder Fury was like, bro, I thought they should have stopped that damn fight well before that. So, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Wilder, my guy. But no. You know what I'm saying? But the one punches, it's a, it's a certain it's a certain point in my heart that the one punch knockouts hold. You know what I'm saying? And, and I got to give some credit, too, to um, I think it's Gabe Rosado. 
Oh, Gabriel uh, Rosado. Yeah, uh, Gabe. I forgot guys' what's name. What's name? He was, was like eight and Big, but big old. Big he was like the bully. They called him the bully. He was a big and underdog. Gabe, I don't, yeah. yeah, and Gabe was a big underdog. We posted that on, he, the, on our um, IG. Right. Follow us on IG if y'all ain't already. YouTube, right. you know what I'm saying? Everything, so, all platform. Yeah, so so shout out to Gabe too, man. But no doubt, to, to, to Tata, man, I got Jake Paul, man, as my KO of the year, man. With that being <laughs> said, man, Q, what else? What, what what you got last, man? As we wrap up uh, the pod and we get ready for 2022, man. Look, man, 2022 gonna be a big year for Boston Vibes TV, man. And I want everybody to be the be the best you you could be. And you know what I'm saying? That's what we gonna continue to do, and we gonna keep building, rock with the deal with us, build with us, man. 2022 is on the cusp, man. Y'all, y'all. Hug your loved ones, man. You know what I'm saying? Take it never take nothing for granted. You know what I'm saying? Boston Vibe TV signing out, man. Happy holidays and happy 22. And um, that's what we got, baby. Boston Vibe TV. Peace and love. Peace and love, man. And my man Q said it all, man. Shout out to y'all. Uh, thank everybody for following, subscribing, listening. Man, smash that Vibe like button, TV man. Podcast. Smash that we'll like button. Stop. Stun on us, man. Smack the damn light button. We'll, we'll, we'll keep coming. And then another shout out, man. Uh, as he mentioned, our brother Jay Box. Jay Box got his own uh, uh, little show coming with on the channel. So we got no more shows and more stuff coming on the channel. Man, listen, It'll be more than just a pod. It will be diversified. Diversified like our portfolio, said. baby. You know I advise so, you to do, your, do the same. Right. So, so we'll have more than just our weekly pod coming at you, but we'll all be coming at y'all with different clips and different angles of boxing in 2022. And with that all being right. said, Boxing Vibes TV, we out. One thigh. 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 One thigh, 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 one thigh.